get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. Time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It is BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the air comfort service text line for questions and answers coming up in about 15 minutes. But right now, we're going to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk with our Blues Insider for the Athletic and 101 ESPN. He is Jeremy Rutherford. We're going to ask him questions, and he is going to give us answers. That is indeed how this is going to work throughout the interview. Alex, what is the number one thing you would like to know from our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford? What he had for lunch last night. Okay. Well, other than that, we'll get into something about the Blues. (laughs) I want to start with this, Jr. In terms of what we saw last night, because obviously that's a huge win for the Blues. What was the thing that was different this time around to you, if anything? Because we've seen them go on a run of three straight before. Is this time different? I we'll we'll have to wait and find out. Oh, uh, come on, think, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the fact that you saw the top guys for two things: the fact that you saw the top guys come out and play well and score and and. Scoring is a big deal. Listen, I heard David Prawn this morning on Randy and Michelle, and he said, yeah, you get to six, seven, eight, nine games, you start thinking about it. Well, you're talking 19 games with Braden Shen. He could barely manage a smile, right, when he uh, scored last night. You know, then you get uh, you get a goal from Vladimir Tarasenko, and I'll talk about him here in a second. You get a goal from, from Perron. You get a goal from Robert Thomas. These are the guys that have to produce. I just looked up a stat. I'll have it in my story later on. From March 13th, until prior to the last two games when they beat Colorado, the Blues were 28th in the league in goals per game. They had 52 goals in 17 games, and that included the nine they scored against Minnesota. You know, bottom barrel. If they don't get goals from these top guys, they're they're not going anywhere. Secondly, I think the takeaway, you know, could they be going somewhere? Uh, if guys are willing to accept roles, where was Tarasenko on the power play last night? Not in his spot where he can take some shots, he's net front, and and he's getting dirty, and he scores that goal. Remember 2019, Craig Burby went to Alexander Steen. Hey, can you play on the fourth line? Chief, I'll do whatever you want. If guys are going to start to do this, what we saw Tarasenko do, taking that net front role, then perhaps we've got something. Jarrah, give me your thoughts on this line combination because, you know, we all know how good Craig Berube is when he inserts players into the lineup or when he shifts guys around to try and find some chemistry. And he's been struggling to do that this season. But after these last couple of games, I mean, not only has Braden Shen looked great with Ryan O'Reilly and Perron, but Bozak's getting the best out of Tarasenko and Schwartz. And frankly, the line that I loved last night was Barbashev with Thomas and Kairou. 
Yeah, these lines look great. And I know it's two games. That's the tough part. I'm sitting here writing the story, and, and you know, you, you try to, uh, you know, look through it through fans' eyes and get excited about the possibility of what these lines look like, and then you remind yourself it's, it's only two games. Uh, but I think if you look at Shen on that line with O'Reilly and Prime, here's the thing. You know, Sammy Blay looks good up there offensively, but Braden Shen's a better defensive player, a more tenacious defensive uh, forward. And so you look at that line, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they, uh, you know, held the McKinnon line in check most of the night. Well, we know that, but in terms of how, how they let them, just five on five, they didn't get any chances, uh, the McKinnon line. So then you look at the, the Bozak line with Tarasenko and Schwartz. They haven't played a lot together, uh, but Bozak's just been phenomenal. You've got to give him a ton of credit for the way he stepped up uh, and played. And then to get to the line that you were talking about, Alex, um, the stat that I had, Six scoring chances for and just one against for that wow. Robbie Thomas line with uh, Barbashev and Kyra. They they created some chances. I think Kyra's looked better uh, defensively. Uh, so again, you know they're going eleven forwards. Some guys are getting more ice time filling in that center spot on the fourth line. Uh, but the lines do look like they have some chemistry. And the bottom line is, I think with Shen on that line with O'Reilly and Perron. They can use it against the McKinnons, the Kirill Kaprasov lines, those types of lines moving forward. JR, the thing that stood out to me over the last few games in particular is Jordan Bennington. I mean, last night he, he made the saves that needed to be made, the spectacular ones, right? And we've talked about it too often this year where those are the ones that he's just not quite getting to the way he did in 2019 in particular. He's a 93% save percentage in his last seven starts. What have you seen from Bennington that has been different in your mind? I think exactly what you said. He's he's coming up with the big saves, not only the ones that he's supposed to make, but I think he's making an extra save or two per game uh, that we haven't seen this year. And to me, that's a two-goal swing because he had been giving up one you probably didn't think he, he should or he hasn't in his past, and, and now he's coming up with just these uh, terrific saves. So you go back to the game two games ago, uh, Kadri, you know, chance to go up three nothing. You know, we never know of Ryan O'Reilly's heroics to will the Blues back into that game if Kadri scores there. But Bennington makes a huge save, and then last night you, you might wake up, look at the box score, and see that it's four to one. But he kept them in that game with some huge saves, and I got a chuckle out of his uh, two pad stack save or, or what <laughs> his what, windmill uh, what, save. Yeah, windmill save. What was pretty uh, close to a, a Marty Brodeur there, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, when you asked Jordan Bennington about it last night, he said that uh, his dad gave him a text and said, I've been waiting for that for a long time. So kind of a funny story. But, I, you know, I think he feels like himself. He feels confident. You know, yeah, he had that 50 save effort and he said, we're coming. And then he had a hiccup or two after that. So it's not like he's been rolling here for a couple of weeks. He, he did have a hiccup in the middle. But I think for the most part, by and large, the past couple of weeks of Jordan Bennington have been the best hockey we've seen from him all year. JR, and, you know, with the caveat that you said of, you know, look, it's only a couple of games. You want to see a little bit more. The part that's gotten me and why I really feel confident that if this team were to make the playoffs, they could match up with a team like the Colorado Avalanche is because of their even strength. So three wins out of the eight against Colorado and they outscored Colorado in all eight games 15 to 13 at even strength they've allowed a power play goal in their last seven games they're four and three in those last seven and if you take those three losses of one power play goal away we're talking about a blues victory so it does seem like they are back to the same form of even strength that we all expected them to be 
Yeah, especially against Colorado, Alex, uh, for whatever reason, you know, they've been able to play that line tough, the McKinnon line, and they've been able to play the, the, the abs tough. I mean, you throw out that 8 nothing loss in the second game of the series uh, way early in the year, January 15th, you know, these have all been either Blues wins or one-goal losses. So, uh, you know, I, I just think that they've matched up well against the abs, and you have to give a lot of that credit to, uh, you know, those, those top lines, O'Reilly, and then also defensive pair, uh, just holding those guys in check. So McKinnon gets... Uh, Another point last night, another goal, but it's a power play goal. And he had 14 points in the eight games against the Blues this season, but uh, just six of those at even strength. Uh, eight of his points, eight of his 14, came on the power play, which was just lethal against the Blues this season. So, you know, you, you never want to wish a playoff matchup against Nathan McKinnon and the Colorado Avalanche, <laughs> but based on what we've seen in these eight games, you know, you got to have some faith that the Blues could play well against them. So last thing I've got for you, as we're talking with Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. Speaking of the power play, the Blues power play over the last month is now 9 for 32. It's the fifth best mark in the NHL over that stretch. And really over the last two weeks, this is where I wanted to hone in on with Mike Hoffman because he's been outstanding. Uh, I had my doubts. He has sustained it. Five goals, three assists, eight points. He's had three power play goals and three power play assists in those six games, Jr. And last night we saw him up there with the top unit on the power play. Is this for real? Are we are we seeing Hull and Oates finally on the power play oh. the way that Alex predicted going oh. into the year? Well, I think that what you have to key in on here is Hoffman on that top unit. And I rolled the video back, and you know you go back to that five on three goal he scored uh, on uh, Saturday. That's the game winner, right? But that originally started as a five on four, obviously. And who went out with that top unit? It was. Mike Hoffman, it wasn't Vladimir Tarasenko. And so then it became a five-on-three. Tarasenko goes out. He's net front on that one. Hoffman scores the goal, and they win. Hoffman goes back out there last night. It's not just the shot, guys. Look at that pass to Tori Krug that Krug then moves over to Tarasenko and puts it in. Mike Hoffman now has four power play goals, second on the team to David Perron, and he has 11 points, second on the team to David Perron. So this is a guy, it's not just that shot. He, he's, he's been a successful player on a power play throughout his career uh, for a reason, and uh, for whatever reason, that power play time has been limited, and he's been on the second unit all season. So, you know, one of the changes the Blues made, and, and that's what I'm writing about today, changes that the Blues have made in the past couple of days and how that can help them moving forward is Mike Hoffman on that number one unit. And based on these results recently, you got to believe he's going to stay there. JR, just to defend myself a little bit, um, in their last seven games, they're eight for 21. Just some quick math because I'm a genius, 38%, <laughs> which is best in the National Hockey League. And I did, somebody smart did say that they could be the best power play unit in the National Hockey League. How long was that stretch that you talked seven about? Seven games. That's all. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> I think that what you said was about the season. No, but no. I, no I, JR, correct me if I'm wrong. You heard me say it. For seven games stretch this season, the Blues oh. will have the best power play okay. in the NHL. Uh, I think like seven months ago we were talking oh. about this team being the best power play in the NHL, and, and finally it looks like uh, you know they're up there. Thank yeah, you, JR. Oats are officially back. Yeah. Jeremy Rutherford said it. You heard it here first. JR, appreciate the time, my man. We'll talk with you again next week. Yep, yeah, boys, yeah.